Hey, real estate besties. Today is Tuesday. And around here, that means that we are answering your burning questions. Now, I don't care if it's about a deal that you're working, just a question on how to organize something in your business, or if you just want to dish with your good real estate bestie, I am here to answer your questions. Now, if you have a question, head on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash ask, and you will be able to leave a voicemail and I will answer your question on the podcast. Let's get into our question for today. I want to, in, you know, build my business with listings more than I have been in the past, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the buyers come a bit easier. That's been my experience. And with that, I want to find out the strategy that you use in your business to make working with buyers as efficient as possible, because that's an area I've struggled with in the past. So I want to have some systems in place so we're not looking at houses forever. Yep. Okay. Great question. So first things first is that when it comes to buyers, I always, 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 always do a buyer's consultation with them. So no matter where they come from now, always 97% of the time, some of my buyers are super savvy. You know, they have purchased several homes. So if nothing else, I still have a touch-based conversation with them. And the reason being is that I want to realistically set the expectation of what not only purchasing a home will look like, but also purchasing a home with me will look like, right? And, you know, it just really depends on what what background knowledge that they're coming with, because if they have purchased before, I'm curious, I want to know about their experience because me talking to them about their experience, what went well, what didn't go well, you know, what they would have changed. It's going to kind of help me identify what type of person they are. And when I say what type of person they are, I'm speaking of their personality type from the DISC assessment. I am actually going to do a podcast on the DISC assessment if you're not familiar with it, but that really helps me understand how I need to, to communicate with their buyer. But anywho, at the buyer's consultation, I really lay out what that looks like. So for instance, if you have like a, a slide, like a lot of people worry about the listing presentation and not that you shouldn't, but I really take my time and slow down and talk to buyers in the beginning. And I let them know like, hey, this is the process. You know, this is how many homes we should see. This is, how, and I would say like, I don't show more than four homes in a, in a single day. And I let them know, hey, I know back in the day, it seems like our parents look for home for six months, but nine times out of 10, when I go out with clients, if we're not finding a home on the second time we go out, then a lot of times it's, it's, it, that mean, that's an indicator to me, it's time for us to come back to the drawing board, right? Because maybe I've misunderstood or I'm not really clear on what you are looking for because literally I'm going to scour the market. We're going to look at your budget. We're going to look at the areas and we should be finding something in the first two to three times out. So I am literally setting the expectation. We're not about to look at 27 homes. We're not going to be out every night and every weekend from the beginning. Also, I time block. Okay, that's another system. And I have a course about time blocking if you're interested in that. But with time blocking, I also set up the expectation with all of my appointments on when I'm available. So I'm not going to have a buyer sending me or even my team, 
you know, 50 houses and saying, I can see this Saturday morning at this time. No, we're going to look to see, you know, look in our portal, see what you're interested in. And then I'm going to reach out and say, hey, I got your list. You know, I'm going to call and check availability for these properties. But what works better for you? We can go look at them Friday between three and five or Saturday. I can get anything, you know, we can get in before noon, right? So I'm I'm right there pushing them into what they're, I'm giving them choice, but I'm pushing them into a choice that fits my time block. Something else that I think that is efficient, depending on the level of your business, you may want to engage a buyer's agent. Before I had a team, a buyer's agent, well, I, I can think of 10 times minimum that I have been at a listing appointment, getting a new listing, and my buyer's agent was showing a house that we ended up executing on. So when you start shifting to the mindset of listings, you will begin to understand like the time freedom. And for me, and I, and I paid my buyer's agent pretty well, right? I didn't just pay somebody to open a door, which I've done that before. But my preference before I had a team was that I partnered with an agent. Actually, she's now on my team. I paid her just like I would have paid a referral fee. I paid her 25% of each transaction. Why? Because I want her to take care of these people just like I'm going to do. And I, again, I set that expectation at the buyer's consultation to say, hey, and, by, and as a matter of fact, sometimes she would actually join me for the consultation and I would present as a team even before I was a team because I understood if I had somebody, first of all, she wanted to learn, right? And even if you have, a, like, let's just say, you might be like, do I need a buyer's agent? Like I've only sold four homes or five homes, but you might have sold five more homes than an agent who is going to get some direct mentorship just by working with you. And now what she's going to do or he's going to do is free up your time. So definitely engaging a buyer's agent. And I also like, where can you provide leverage, right? Can you have a transaction coordinator? So after your buyer is under contract, you are not in the minutia of all of the little documents. You have this transaction coordinator making sure everything is going along. So then now, you know, you can be spending your time going after listings and having seller appointments. And then I, then we do have a process. Like I do have a process of like what should happen. But I think in terms of like, wait, I don't want to say wasting time, but spending time with people who are unsure and all that, like I will legitly say, okay, so here's the thing. We've been out five times now and, you know, we're, I, I will bring up whatever our issue is. I think we need to pause and come back to the drawing board. Let's meet for coffee. Let's have a conversation. Let's hop on a Zoom because for whatever reason, we're not, we're not hitting the mark and we should be hitting the mark by now, right? So it's bringing them back to what their motivation is. And then sometimes deciding on if I'm gonna still work. Like if I, I, it hasn't happened often, but there has been a few times where I'm working with a buyer that is just so all over the place that I don't end up working with them. Okay, besties, have you heard? We have a private Facebook group. Yay! Look, cue the confetti because we are over here growing the real estate bestie community with our Facebook group. So I want you to hop on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash Facebook so that you can join it because guess what? 
that's what we're missing we are missing you and we are waiting and welcoming you with open arms so let's talk about what you can get we are going to develop relationships with other peers in the industry we're going to support and encourage each other and give valuable resources just a sounding board where we can grow our businesses together so again head on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash facebook and get in the real estate bestie community today.